you know, something that I've always been uh, pretty happy about is the fact that I'm not a sleepwalker. Um, by trade, anyway, I have found a little life hack that allows me to sleepwalk if I really want to do that, and that's mixing uh, hard alcohol and any type of marijuana right before bed, and then I'll just go zombie mode sometime around 3 a.m. and just go for a stroll. Oh, um, I've ended up in the bathroom before. That sounds terrifying and dangerous. It, it really is, which is why I, once I figured out this quote-unquote life hack, I decided to go ahead and put it on the do not call <laughs> list. Um, just because, uh, it, it, like, I mean, it, it only happened at big parties. And so there was always a bunch of people around. So it was guaranteed it was embarrassment. Sleep partying oh. if other people were doing it too. It wasn't, exactly. yeah, you weren't so exactly. Low. I was just trying to be popular, trying to be one of those cool kids to fit in. I mean, I was just trying to keep the party going. <laughs> you guys, I de desperately seeking all types of approval, including this guy can party. So what about you? Do you guys sleepwalk at all? Caleb, do you sleepwalk? Okay, so last episode, we already saw that I was kind of a picky picky eater, just just a little bit, um, and maybe a little bit of a spoiled kid. So we've established that. But until... Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> until I was like 12, I sleptwalked to my parents' room every single night. What? So many times, they'd find me in their bed or on their floor in the morning until I was 12 years old. That's some wild stuff, Caleb. Dude, I'm telling you, Maria, next Christmas, instead of putting together a gift for Caleb, let's put together a gift for his parents <laughs> for not putting him up for adoption yeah, I know. when he was 12 because I, I don't know how they would deal with that. I would be terrified. The worst thing is, so they didn't really do anything about it until I hit puberty, right? <laughs> but I'm just the worst sleeper at one point. And again, my parents deserve like a gold medal for putting up with me. They got me a race car bed, though, when I was like four years old, and I hated it. That tracks. I hated it so much. Yeah, they were hoping much. you would take yourself on a one-way mm. road trip. <laughs> so the, I hated it so much that I made my dad sleep on the floor of my room until I fell asleep. But if I saw him trying to escape, he'd have to come back in. So he'd have to like lay with one hand in my room and as I fell asleep. I also slept with like a book for three years of my life. Not not a stuffed animal, a book, just the Berenstein Bears book that no I really like. No one would liked. be shocked by this um, information. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That, that doesn't surprise so, me yeah, at all. So yeah, I have some, I, I have had some weird sleep tendencies in my past. This is why I don't have kids though, because my solution to this problem that Caleb's dad had would be, hey Caleb, does this rag smell like chloroform? <laughs> Every single night. <laughs> and, to, and I would just, he's going to be fine. He'll come back from it. It's just a whiff. But I, I mean, I couldn't do it. I, I value my sleep too much. How about you, Maria? What type of sleepwalking escapades do you get into? So I personally do not sleepwalk. However, I've been very tired and I have gotten up in the middle of the night, eaten things and then woken up in the morning and remembered nothing. Um, but mm. I, I was slightly conscious, I believe. So my sister, however, I have a twin sister and she sleepwalks. And I don't know if it's still the case. I have not been in the same household with her in quite some time um, for sleeping. But she used to pretend like she was an airplane. I don't know what kind of dreams she was having. And she <laughs> would run down the hallway of my dad's apartment like an airplane with her arms out. And I had to stop her from leaving the apartment at least on one occasion, if not multiple. And that is terrifying because she had no that idea where terrifying. she was. And we were young. I mean, we were, I don't know, well, younger than 10, I believe. So wow. that's, that's scary. Well, <laughs> think about it though. Like an apartment is scary, but imagine like, let's say you're a trucker and you like 
sleepwalk and leave your truck in a parking lot. Can you imagine? I feel like sleepwalking is extra dangerous in a cab also because you the elevation of a cab, it's pretty high up. Like yeah, there's steps to get in that, that cab. If you miss a step while you're asleep, you're waking up pretty freaking quick. I mean, <laughs> people can do some amazing things when they sleepwalk though. I, my dad, not a sleepwalker. I, he just has this one story of when I think he was in high school growing up on the Oregon coast, just walked out of their apartment and my, my dad's parents owned an apartment complex. And so they were like the live in supervisors and he just strolled out their apartment was right on the beach. He walked right down onto the beach and just took a stroll with his pillow under his arm. And somebody found that. him and brought him back. I mean, it. look, you can be a superhero when you're asleep. Just try to do it safely. I think that's the best advice we can give. Listen to stories from the road. This is Unplugged. OTR on the 10-4 Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Unplugged OTR. As always, I am your host, Marcus, and joining me today, uh, full up on sleep, wide awake, and ready to podcast, it's Caleb. How you doing, dude? Oh, you're doing me first now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hi. I, I am so surprised that Marcus cares about me that much, folks, but I'm doing well, Marcus. Good, good. And I don't care about you that much. Uh, also joining me today... <laughs> Uh, she's not quite as full up on sleep as Caleb, uh, but that's okay. We're going to work her anyway. Hey, Maria. Hi. I could use a nap. Well, I mean, I think we all could. Look, oh, I'm yeah. 38 years old. That <laughs> is on my list every day, and you guys will be there soon. Um, I did want to ask you guys a question since we are talking about getting enough sleep OTR today. Um, one thing that always is on my mind is how noisy it probably is when truckers are trying to sleep in the cabs of their trucks, uh, you know, loading, unloading, going on around them, people getting in and out of their trucks, reefer units that make a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. I am a fan sleeper so much so that if I don't, if I'm in a place that's too quiet, I have an app on my phone that just simulates a fan that I'll put right next to my bed because it's gotten to the point. It started out where I'm a hot sleeper, so I always wanted cool air blowing on me, and now it's to the point where I can't sleep without it. It's too quiet. Um, you guys have anything similar? Yeah. Well, I've got to admit myself that I am a fan sleeper as well. I I started sleeping with one a few years back, and terrible mistake probably because now I can't do it. I can't do it without one. But I also grew up sleeping with a, a sound machine, a white noise machine. And it's nice, like I could live without it now, but it's nice for my apartment because I can block out the noise of my neighbors and whatever they're doing. But besides white noise, did you guys know there's such a thing as brown noise and pink noise? There's all these different colors of noise. Why do we have colored noises? I tell you what, it's crazy. I don't, I don't really know. I just know like brown noise sounds a little bit different because I tried to sleep with brown noise one time. Brown um, noise sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah, brown noise is giving me shades of the brown note from that one South Park episode where if you hit that note, people evacuate their bowels and that would scare me in sleep yeah, time. I'm not a fan of the brown noise. Yeah, well, pink noise also exists. So, uh, I mean, I guess unless you have a really good ear, I don't think you can probably tell the difference, but they, they exist. Pink noise mm. is just watching an episode of Hello Kitty while you sleep. <laughs> That's annoying. See, speaking of that, I actually watch TV when I sleep. I don't watch it, I suppose. Oh. I listen to it. So like 
I, a couple of years ago, started falling asleep to the TV. I had this show that I really liked and I would fall asleep to it. Um, and so I pick a show that I've seen a million times that I'm not going to mentally pay attention to. And the comfort of that familiarity and the voices just makes me feel safe, I guess. I don't know what the deal is, but huh. I fall asleep currently to reruns of Seinfeld. Surprise. No way. Interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't do TV. I think that the light is too much because I'm also that guy that like if there's a little tiny light peeking through the the window, I will I will modify a curtain. And when I say modify, scissors, thread, whatever I need, just to get the light out of the room. So the, the well, flickering of the TV doesn't bother you? It does and it doesn't. I think initially it was really hard to fall asleep to it and I wasn't trying to fall asleep to it. It was just like, man, that TV's annoying and I'd start turning it off. And then after a while, I just guess I got used to it. I don't know. Um, but I see it like... When I'm right before I fall into a deep sleep, I can still see the lights moving on my eyelids. And that's kind of irritating, but you know, I've, I've just <laughs> become accustomed. Turn the brightness down on your TV. Yeah. And they also <laughs> say that one of the things to like uh, the dreaming where you can control it, I can't, uh, lu lucid dreaming. They say if you have like a red yeah. light that blinks kind of right above your eyes. So if you ever end up in an episode of Seinfeld where you're Elaine and, and you're getting into all sorts of wacky hijinks with Kramer, uh, you're lucid dreaming and you could do whatever you want. Just run around, be free. Remember they have that, been in yeah. my dreams before. I mean, it really, oh. I mean, it's a, it's a true thing. Like your subconscious picks up on Ooh. stuff that's around you. A, yeah. a dream about George Costanza's dad. Hmm. Or just George Costanza. <laughs> George is getting upset. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk to somebody that is an actual expert in sleeping in their truck. Joining us on the podcast today is H&M driver Chris Toogood. Chris, thanks so much for being here today. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. Understand you're uh, cruising through St. Louis today? Unfortunately. <laughs> Not my favorite city to go through, especially at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so fun, fun. Oh, I don't blame you. So you told me, Chris, uh, we're talking today about uh, getting enough sleep uh, OTR, and you told me that you actually live in your truck. You don't have like a like a home base. Uh, how long have you been living in your truck? Oh, about on and off for seven years. I've done some, some local regional stuff to where I was living with my parents at the time, but for the most part, about five and a half years, it's easy. You know, there's no sense of when it's just you and the dog, there's no sense of having a... Uh, house you know got extra money to go spend on other things for sure and that was what i was going to ask too is like what's your favorite part about uh living in the truck is it just that extra income in your pocket every month uh, i just it's it's the you know the freedom to where if you want to take time off in colorado you can take time in colorado if i got friends in mountain home idaho i got a friend down in texas kansas city so i could pretty much go wherever i want want to take time off so that, that gives it that makes it nice yeah, it's true freedom that way, it sounds mm -hmm. like. Yeah, my sister always tells me I have a gypsy soul. So she goes, I can't see you tying yourself down at one place. I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that actually kind of brings me to my, my next question here. What were you doing before you started trucking? Because with a, with a gypsy soul, somebody that likes all that freedom, uh, did you have a job before you were over the road that uh, gave you that freedom at all? No, I was working for the big orange box. I worked for them for four years. Then before that, I actually worked a summer up in Montana for Glacier National Park. Oh, wow. That was that was fun. I hated the job, but the area I was in was, you know, where else can you get off of work and five minutes later be in a fishing hole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, right. Fly fishing some of the best rivers and, and, and scenery in the country. So I, I, I wasn't going to complain about that, but I was 19 at the time and I was 
you know, hot shot, thought I knew everything and really didn't know shit. So, you know, I'm sitting there calling my dad, this job sucks. I'm coming back. My dad's like, no, nah, you ain't, no, no way. You're, you're stuck. You made a commitment. You're, you're sticking it through. So it was a good thing, but that's great. Yeah. Then after I got home from there, I got a job. This was during the recession in 2012. I pulled teeth trying to get this job and spent four years at the big orange box. And I say, anybody work in retail? I'm sorry. I feel for you. So I have to say, because I'm looking at Maria and Caleb right now, and you've mentioned the big orange box twice. And I know for sure that Maria has no idea what you're talking about. Not Caleb, a clue looked confused at first but maybe he googled it in between the first and second time maria (laughs) do you want to take a guess real quick on what the big orange box is i don't even have a guess i am just lost in the world my guess was my guess was schneider but i'm not even sure no it's home depot right yes the home depot i worked there for four years what Yeah, the big orange box. You know? I never would have guessed. It, so you didn't like that job very much, though. It oh. doesn't sound like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am not a people per. I'm, I'm not a people person per se. I like the people I'm around, but when I have to deal with people that want everything for nothing and they they think they know everything, I just I, I'm just after a while, I was just like I'm done. And I that job was actually the job that pretty much I told myself I've never I'm never working another job that I hate. And at the time I was going through, at the time I was going through college, and I was floundering. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, so I just, uh, like, yeah, I've always wanted to drive a truck. Hell with it. Let's go. Good for truck, you. you know, started yeah. with Swift, and you know, <laughs> off to the races from there. So, two things I've never, I, I'll never go back to. I've, I'll never go back to. I'll never go back to retail, and I've never worked in fast food like a Carl's Jr. or uh, Wendy's or something like that. But I did. Makes, I was a, a smoothie guy for Robex Juice when I was in high school. And I told myself, I said, I am done smelling like milk and fruit. I, I, no, I'm done. I will never go back to those to, to, to the food industry or the retail. I, I just can't do it. Did you say you had a dog? I do have a dog. He's lazily sleeping next to me while we, while we drive. So you're a dog person. What's, what's your dog's name? Tuxedo. Tuxedo. tuxedo that's the most unique name well i got him i got him in 2018 kind of a eh, kind of a spur of the moment i've been looking for a dog kind of a shit year scrolling the the dog finder thing and he kind of looked at you know the picture was just a sad pathetic sarah mclaughlin eyes of an angel <laughs> type situation and i was like all right i gotta meet yeah. this dog and we met at the the rescue worker and I, we met up at PetSmart in outside of, well, Sandy, Sandy, Utah, which is just south of Salt Lake City. And we're talking and, you know, I saw that, I saw Tuxedo and I was just like, I kind of followed her. I was kind of doing the creeper thing and following around the store, kind of seeing how he acted, you know, total out of control, little mutt, which I'm like, okay, I could tame that. And so we finally met up and I was like, you know, he's going to be in the truck. I want to see how he does on car rides. She's like, okay. So I put him in my pickup, and we put him in the back seat. I'm like, you're staying in the back seat. You're not getting up on the front seat because I had leather, you know, I had leather seat. We made it to the first, the first uh, signal after pulling out of the parking lot. He jumped over the, he jumped over the center console and right into my passenger seat. Did three turns and put right down on the ground, and and he was out. And I think at that point he picked me. I didn't pick him, so I was like, all right. Yeah. Been he's been my road dog ever since. How big is Tuxedo? Forty pounds. You know, medium size. Okay. All love. Does Tuxedo sleep in your bed with you at night? Unfortunately. 
I never train. I, <laughs> I'm 400 pounds, and I got a 40 pound dog that takes up a twin size bed. So yes, unfortunately. Oh man. <laughs> well, how much sleep do you get in a night then? Oh, uh, well, once I fall asleep, I'm out. It's just you know that's good I, at least. So it's just the initial fight for you know I want this much bed and you have this much bed and yeah he's uh. He's one of those dogs. He's one of those dogs that will push off the back wall and push into you. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I need more room, and it's like, dude, you're forty pounds. You're quarter of the size I am. How? Why? Why do you need that much room? <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so uh, I understand that you you struggle with sleep apnea. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, your diagnosis and and how you've combated that? Because we know here that that could be a really scary thing for truck drivers. I mean, you guys uh, have so much going on around you at all times. Being awake and alert is a very important part of your job. So how do you deal with sleep apnea? And uh, when did you find out that you had it? So it was actually back in 2012. My dad had had sleep apnea. Well, he'd been diagnosed since I think 2004, something like that. All I know is the day he got his, he was, it was a night and day. But back to me, we're sitting on the couch when it is like, 1 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sitting there dozing off. And he just looks at me and he goes, I think you got sleep apnea. I said, nah, I don't, I'm 20, you know, at the time, I'm 21 years old. I don't fucking sleep apnea. Yeah, he goes, go, he goes, you got insurance. Go get a sleep study done. I'm like, I'm, no. He's like, dude, do it. I, I guarantee you, if you have it, it'll change your life. I said, ah, all right, cool, whatever. You know what? Make dad happy. Let's go get a sleep study. So got it, you know, set it up with the doctor and everything. First night they put that CPAP on me. Oh my gosh, I, I was loving it. You know, you could actually breathe. I think, I think the initial sleep study went before I had the CPAP off. I think I had like 35, 35 times an hour. So an, an hour. hour. So like pretty much every two minutes you're stopping. Yeah, and you're, breathing. you're you're That's you're sitting there going. You're like <laughs> you're like gasping for air, and then you kind of wake yourself up, and then you go you fall back to sleep. But it's a micro. Oh. Like you micro wake wow. yourself, you know, jostle yourself so you can start breathing. And I was like, 35 times an hour? And they're like, yeah. I was like, wow. And so with the CPAP, it's CPAP, it's a continuous positive air pressure. So they, they have a, you have a machine that pretty much forces air down your throat to keep, there's a, a little piece of muscle, I guess. And this is, this is the layman's way to explain it, I guess. There's a little piece of muscle right back behind your tongue. And what that does when you relax, it settles. And that's what it like closes down on your airway. So if it's enlarged, you know, that's what it, it closes down. Um, and so that's what was, you know, that was happening. So that continuous positive air pressure just keeps that flap open. So you sleep. And uh, I had it. So the big push when I was first into trucking was that was when the big sleep apnea push was going on. And all the big companies were going, yeah. you have to get sleep study here. You get to do this and that. And people are bitching and moaning about it. I'm like, dude. It. I, I used to be the same guy that was like, yeah, I thought I'll need that. And I won't go anywhere without my, my, my CPAP. No, I'm, I'm 100% convinced. Yeah, it gets, it, it, you know, it gets cumbersome. It gets, you know, irritating having to travel with it. But the sleep you get with it, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm good. It's oh, all worth yeah. it, right? I, my my father has struggled with sleep apnea for years. I have a couple of very close friends that have sleep apnea, and I have not heard one person say different about their CPAP machine. Everyone that gets them 
it, it's it really is life changing. Would you? I mean, oh, you yeah. describe it as that. Yeah, your your quality of sleep has been life changing. Yeah, my dad. You know, and the one person that really like it was an eye opener for me was my dad. He commuted to Glendale. We're from. I, I'm from. I grew up in Southern California. I grew up in the desert in the Mojave Desert of Southern California. He used to commute an hour each way to work. And we were talking one day, and he goes, "I used to fall asleep. Like I used to doze off." between Glendale and Lancaster and I'd wake up and it would take me a minute to realize where I was at. He goes, I've been driving the freeway for so long that I guess muscle memory took over. But you know, his, his eye opener was he, uh, you know, he goes, there's times where he goes, I don't remember. He goes, I guess I would doze off and act in and I would, I would like jostle myself up, you know, in Palmdale and I wouldn't remember how I got there. And that was the big thing was like, wow, I, I don't want to get to that point. Man. And so Yeah. The big um, eye opener was the fact that he was driving with his eyes closed. Pretty much. <laughs> and his you know, he didn't realize how much sleep he was losing out on and like I said, you know, it, it kinda went both ways. Him and I both I came to that realization too. It was, it's like oh, I feel great. I went you know, I went from sleeping twelve hours and waking up feeling like horse shit to, to waking up going sleeping seven or eight and going, Wow, I feel I feel pretty good. Yeah, you feel rested. That's yeah. there's there's still times where you wake up after seven eight hours and you're just going going back to bed. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Like especially in the truck. Like yesterday, yesterday was kind of crap. You know, I I felt like everybody was using the spot next to my truck as a trailer drop area. So all you hear is clink boom, clink boom. Guys hooking their trailer up and dropping it, and I had a couple reefers that were loud and obnoxious, squealing like a stuck pig, but. It happens. You're at a truck stop. You're at an active area. It's going to happen. So, Chris, do you, with that said, do you sleep with sound or do you like it completely silent? Honestly, most of the time, I could fall asleep with stuff around me. I, I ran a refrigerated truck two and a half years, something like that. So the reefer, the, the reefer noise yeah. doesn't really bother me. And my, we have an APU on the truck, so you know we, it's kind of a mini generator on the truck, so that noise doesn't bother me. It's just sometimes when you get a lot of the crashes and the bangs, kind of jostles you up. But you know, I slept through the '94 earth, uh, Northridge earthquake. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. That's some sound sleep. My my mom, she always tells me she's like, I walked in, your sister had woken up. So my sister and I are set. I'm I'm the younger. I'm I'm the little brother by 17 months. But she goes, your sister had woken up, and I walked into your room, and you're just sound asleep. I'm like, yeah, I've always been a heavy sleeper. I'm notorious for sleeping oh, through alarms. <laughs> so if you, you mentioned your dad getting sleepy while driving. So with you, when you're sleepy while driving, do you feel like there's anything that helps you stay more awake than to be like, if you have one of those days where you kind of sleep in and then you get going and you feel groggy, what do you do to keep yourself awake on the road? I'm a chain smoker. <laughs> Pack a day Fair answer. So. <laughs> You know, it's 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 one of those things where some days are better than others, but there are days where it's just one right after another because you're just – it's like any job have those days where you're just like, fuck this. <laughs> and you don't, you know, you don't want to be anywhere in or around or, you know, the truck, let alone being, a, being in and around people. And so – but you have to kind of push yourself and 
to do it. And, you know, my, my dispatcher and I, we laughed because like, you know, I, I told her, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was just, I woke up and I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm not driving today. I, I hadn't had a break. I, I hadn't taken a couple of days off and I haven't taken a couple of days off in probably six weeks and, you know, consistent. I called her. I said, there's too many people on the road for me today. She goes, fair enough. She goes, you can take a 34. I go, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I need a day off. She's like, all right, cool. You know, no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. She just was like, all right, cool. So, you know, she's one of those, she's like, she's like, she's like, I need, she goes, I need a minimum of eight hours of sleep a night. So, you know, if you, you know, if you need extra sleep, she goes, you're not going to hear one complaint from me. That's why I say I'm minimum of eight hours. Oh. That's per- that's good, and I I like that it's like just understand that that's why I need to do it. I I hate the the term uh, mental health day. It's like very popular in in now. No, that is it. Just call it a personal day. It might not be for my mental health. I might be degrading my mental health on this day. I just need yeah. a day, and I need it to be just for me. So that's kind of the way I look at it. I love that uh, that your your dispatcher is just like cool. Just go sleep, go rest, go do whatever you need. Uh, take some pressure off you as a driver, I'm sure. Well, it's just, you know, like I I'm, I don't call out very often. And a couple, about, see, at the beginning of December, I was out in Mountain Home with a friend of mine and spent a few days out there. We went out to these, uh, this hot pond out there. And my dumb ass, you know, it's 32 degrees out. And I dip my head in the water and, you know, water in the ears plus cold air plus dipping your head in the water again double ear infection so i'm toughing out for a week and i call her and i'm i'm like 300 miles not even 300 miles from my my delivery i'm like 240 miles i call her on a monday morning going yeah i'm dead i I can't move and she's like hey we can reschedule this it's not you know take care of yourself you know don't you know don't worry about it but you know it's that's i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna get on the i'm gonna i'm gonna be a brown nose here for a minute but that's the one thing about h&m i like is they don't if you tell them you need, if you're you're down and you're down for the count, they don't stay there and go. It needs to be there. No, they're they're. Uh, all right, cool. We're scheduling. Oh man, that is awesome. That's oh. awesome. That's that's great. And the planners might not like it, but you know what? Yeah, <laughs> the hell with them. We're not talking about them right now. We're talking about you. <laughs> no, I say that I I, I, I like the yeah. planners, you know. So I'm not saying that you know, um, you know, anything. Cut that out. You know, don't you know. You know, serious but not you know, serious but not serious. Cut that shit out. You know, <laughs> I don't want them to hear the hear the podcaster Eve hear the podcast going. Ooh, Chris is Chris is bad mouth from the planners. <laughs> Look, Eve always flicks us a bunch of crap when she's on the podcast, and we're going to talk to her a little bit later today. So uh, don't worry about Eve. We'll take care of her. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Chris, go. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the uh, sleeping with sounds or not, um, you might not get a great night of sleep if like there's loud noises outside or if, like somebody's dropping loads or whatever but have you ever like woken up to somebody just like knocking on your cab or like any disruptions like that oh yeah called sleeping on property at a customer i used to run hopper for h&m and you know a lot of these grain warehouses or a lot of these, these places that unload you they unload you know starting at you know three four o'clock in the morning yeah and uh Ugh. So they'll they'll come and you'll park all the way out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and they'll come over and knock on your door. We're ready to unload you. <laughs> That's nice. I'm not ready to, <laughs> you no, know, I'm not ready to, to to unload. So I'll be there when my break is up. And you know it's 
one of those um. things where I probably put a sign on my door, do not knock on my door. Because, <laughs> well, it, the other thing is, is I have the uh, Tux, he'll yeah. get up, he'll bark and raise hell, and it's trying to get him back. Got to settle Good. down. It's like, ugh. No. Might as well, you know, just throw that out the window because he's going to sit there. And even after, right, you know, right. he hears any little bump, he's going to sit there and bark. And it's like, well, there, you know, there goes that. There goes the next two hours of sleep that I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. And yeah. so, but no, I mean, I, I got every once in a while, every once in a while, you'll get a, you'll get a driver that, you know, or not a driver, a, uh, the proverbial lot lizard. Oh. That will knock on your, you'll, they'll knock on your door <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. And it's like, yeah, no, sorry. I'm, you know, not, not happening. I'll just look and I'll be, ugh. It takes some dedication to your craft to peddle your wares at two in the morning, okay? I'm just going to say that. I, you don't have to. Yeah, no lady of the night doesn't have freedom. to be a respected, uh, a respected <laughs> occupation. You know what? But I, it's an occupation all the same. Teach their own. Credit where you know credit what? is I'm good, due. I actually, I was out in Fargo months ago. I was up in Fargo and I was getting ready to roll out. I'm sitting there sitting by my coffee and just lit a cigarette. This lady just comes up. I, she looks like she's been been living out in Portland way too long is, is how I describe it. <laughs> if you've ever been to Portland and seen what I'm talking about, you, you'll you understand. Um, I live in Portland's little brother, Eugene, so okay, I understand yeah. well what you're talking about. Road, road hard and, and put away wet. Put away yeah, wet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, where are you headed, driver? I said, nowhere you're fucking going. <laughs> you know, even, the dog, even the dog is like, Growling like, uh, no, you know. Another dedicated <laughs> lady. <laughs> oh, oh my man. God. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting there. She's, it's like, and it's probably 15 degrees out. I'm like, what are you doing out here? And she's just wearing a thin sweatshirt. I'm like, why aren't you inside getting warm? You, no. I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm going to have to hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. We're not, we're not. It's creative dedication. Exactly. You know, that that's what you want to call dedication. We'll call hey. that dedication. But. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Since I, I hail from the area of Portland, you keep her out there in Fargo. We don't need her back. We got plenty of them over here filling up all the bathroom stalls. Hey, I, was just in, I was just in Portland uh, last week. Oh, no, two weeks ago. I was in Portland, and truck drivers can't park on the side of the road, but they could park old-ass RVs on there, so I'm trying to still figure that one out. Well, yeah, it all depends on what you try to cook in your cab. See, you're just using a hot plate to warm up some chicken. Uh, if you're doing something that could explode the entire thing, they'll let you park wherever you want in Portland. Uh, I know that from experience. So, well, Chris, when you're in Portland, just keep the windows rolled up, okay? That's my. That's the best advice I can give you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Portland, Denver, Southern California in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 as I said, I, I, I know. Run the gambit. I understand. Of course, man. Well, thank you for uh, being on Unplugged OTR today and talking to us about those North Dakotan lot lizards and your sleep apnea and all, all the other things that we talked about. We hope to get you back on the show again sometime, Chris. Um, it, it was much appreciated for your time. Not a problem. Thanks, Chris, once again. And so we've talked about sleeping with sounds a little bit earlier in this podcast, but I love studying sleep. I've taken master classes about it, actually, and I've done, I've done research behind it, and I take it very seriously because, honestly, who doesn't love sleep? Do your parents feel like your research and master class was 12 years too late by chance? 
Hey, Burn. we're not talking about that. We're, we're past that fact. Okay, okay. we're All done. Right. I'm never going to be past that fact. <laughs> that fact will live with me for the rest of my life. Well, it's one of those things okay. where knowing you this well, Caleb, at this point in time, it's like if you told me, well, from the ages of 14 to 21, I slept in an iron lung. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, there would be nothing that you <laughs> could say. He was Bubble Boy. I, w- I was just going to say that, Maria. I was Bubble Boy. No, no, I wasn't Bubble Boy. But you guys know how we were talking about the color of noises earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, white, pink, brown. Okay, so well, this is interesting because a study was done by neuroscientists and they found that pink noise can actually improve our memory for not just the day, but long term. I think it's crazy. Like the sound that you fall asleep to just like impacts your memory. And so I tried, I tried it out. I tested it out over the weekend. Didn't really notice anything, but memory loss does run in my family. So I might continue to switch my white noise machine out with the pink noise just to see if I notice any differences. Did you notice any difference in the noise itself? Like is, is pink noise that much different from white noise? It's almost more like a steady rainfall instead of like maybe like a radio to an empty channel. Uh, that's that's how I can describe it, I guess. I I mean, there isn't, unless you have like a really good ear, you probably can't tell that big of a difference. But yeah, there is there is a minute difference in it. Real quick before we move on, is brown noise just kind of a bassy fart? Did you try that one too? <laughs> Brown noise, uh, yes, it's just a fart. It's just my dog okay. farting in my face all night long. Yep, that's that's it. So pink eye, pink noise, brown uh, Pink noise. eyes, pink noise, brown yeah, noise yep, situation going on here. But this study done by a neuroscientist got me thinking about other interesting sleep facts. So buckle in, kids. Class is in session with Professor Pickle Park. Ooh. I know, I know, exciting uh, stuff. Was that an ew or an ooh? It was both. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. <laughs> let's let's literally first talk about how much sleep Americans actually get per night. So, Marcus and Maria, on average, how much sleep do you do you get per night? Let's just I just want to know, like, do you get my eyes got really wide because I don't like to admit how little sleep I get a night, but oh, I would no. say on average it's four to five. Oh, geez. That's not enough. That's not enough. You're going to you're gonna mess yourself up. Your head's going to be all mucked up in the future. You got to sleep more than that. Remember me needing a nap? <laughs> this is <Yeah>. why. <laughs> yeah. Marcus. I, I, I am a seven-hour guy. I can do eight. I can also sleep for 10, 12, if, uh, depending on the Ooh. activities of the day before. I envy you. Man, um, I've never slept for 12 hours in my life, I don't think. Oh, I have. Well, I mean, performance enhanced, let's be honest. That was something <laughs> that I did the night before that performance induced a, a solid okay. 12 hours. But no, I, I got to get seven. If I'm at six, I'm I'm doable. Five is also doable. But I start the, the later I get in life, the more I start to feel those afternoon crashes if I don't get my seven hours. So it's interesting, though, because the American Academy of Sleep Research has shown that one in three American adults, so Maria, you're not alone here, between 18 and 60, get less than seven hours of sleep. Yet the CDC recommends, and listen to this, Maria, please listen to this for (laughs) Marcus and I's, because we, we, we really care about you. They recommend that adult gets the bare minimum of seven hours of sleep. So that sounds beautiful. It is not for lack of trying. And if we learned anything about the CDC in the last couple of years in this country, it's that everything they say is going to remain constant forever. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Well, okay, whatever. (laughs) But another study. So how many hours do you think the average trucker receives in sleep per night? And I just want you to know, truckers are supposed to have at least 10 hours of birth to be alert OTR. Oh, I don't know. Maybe seven hours. 
six hours. See, I, I feel like truckers are a lot like farmers and ranchers in this, right? Truckers are up with the sun. So I'm going to say more mm-hmm. like more like six or five on average. Yeah. So this blew my mind because the National Library of Medicine reports that drivers average 5.18 hours of time in bed per night and 4.7 hours of Ooh. actual sleep. Wow. Which means, Maria, are you Maybe a trucker? Maybe I am a truck Because that's driver. how much sleep you're getting. You know, <laughs> I might as well be at this point. But I do want to know, like, th- this this research is a little outdated. Um, studies still show that it's similar numbers. But if you are a trucker, I want to know, are you, how much sleep are you getting? So please let us know at sayhi.chat slash OTR so we can conduct our own research here because Professor Pickle Park wants to know. It's scary, though, because the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has found that 30 to 40% of all crashes on the highway are caused by the lack of sleep. So if you're a trucker getting four hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, or just a four-wheeler, Maria, <coughs> um, not trying to call hey. you out or anything, like <laughs> 30 to 40%, almost, all, almost half of all accidents are caused because of a lack of sleep. But this makes sense because being awake for 16 hours decreases your performance as if your blood alcohol level was 0.05% and the legal limit is 0.08% to be considered drunk driving. So just being up that long. So I'm drunk? Makes you, you're not completely drunk, but you, <laughs> you're buzzed. The, the levels. It feels that you're, way. You're buzzed kind of, yeah. Yeah. It you're working li- a hot buzz. And I didn't know that I could do that. I'm going to save so much money on booze this next month by just staying up for a couple extra hours before I start drinking. <laughs> no, that, I tell you no, what, you Marcus, start to feel no. wackadoo. I mean, I feel a little wackadoo right now. I think my running total of sleep for the night before and last night was maybe eight hours total. Oh, man. Wow. Jeez Louise. Yikes. And, like, how do you keep this level of energy? What kind of caffeine intake are you on right now? I don't even drink caffeine, y'all. Fun fact. I stopped drinking caffeine a couple of years ago. So, so caffeine gives me anxiety. <laughs> what do you do? Like, there's got to be something. You go out and dip your face in a cold pond or something that keeps you awake. Because I don't, I, I can't comprehend how you can bring the level of energy that you do to all of our meetings, all of our podcasts and everything on four hours of sleep. It just doesn't I feel like part it of it track. has to do with fear, the fear of not keeping up with the world and everything else. You just keep going. It's like the oh anxious gosh. energy just comes about and, and here I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll add oh, one man. more thing to that list of fears, fear of not having Marcus be really impressed by the fact that you do all this on four hours of sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I mean, I, so I myself, I'm pretty cool. I know I get I eight hours Caleb of gets, sleep. Yep. So <laughs> if, if, if I don't get eight to eight and a half hours of sleep every single night, something something's wrong. Yeah, and his mom's not in there holding his hand. That's the shut that's what must be. shut up, Marcus. Gosh, uh, classes in session. Listen up, kids. That's what I said, Marcus. Don't make fun of the teacher. I raised my hand. We're the peanut gallery. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you did you know though? Like I, I honestly did not know this before um, studying sleep. Is that I thought sleep was just like one large cycle in the night, but it's actually like miniature cycles. So there's four stages of sleep. And you undergo four to five sleep cycles every single night. I had no idea. That was mind blowing because there's stages in those sleep cycles where you're more awake and you're less awake. So like if you get up to pee in the middle of the night, you're probably in one of the stages where you're more awake than you are in your deep sleep. Like stage three, for example, you're in a much deeper sleep than you are in stage one. And so that's why you might get up to pee at night or be more prone to hearing loud noises. Like if you're at the drop yard or whatever and you're, do you sleep in? I need to know, do y'all sleep through the night? 
Yeah, I'm I'm probably on a clip of about 85 to 90% of the time when I fall asleep, I don't wake up till my alarm hits. And if I do, mm. it's it's kind of a rollover like shift positions thing, but it's not an actual Jeez. wake up get up. I'm so jealous. Do you sleep through the night, Maria? Um I guess no. you sleep 4 hours, so Genetically, <laughs> okay. like my mom and dad, I think my dad might sleep better than my mom, but my mom wakes up all the time. And for the longest time in my life, I would be up awake, awake at 4 a.m. every single day for absolutely no reason, no matter what oh time gosh. I went to bed. And so I used to text my mom at 4 a.m. because she was always awake with me, like every time. And it's not that she stayed up till 4 or that I stayed up till 4. It's just I wake up through the night and I'll like check it's my wild. phone, which is a horrible, horrible thing to do. Don't check your phone <laughs> at 4 a.m. It wakes you up. Well, it's interesting. So the four to five hours of sleep you're getting is also interrupted, it seems like. So Maria, we what really we need to get you today? a sleep study. <laughs> I don't know. Maria needs sleep is what we're learning. You've been listening to REO Speedwagon when we need you on REM. <laughs> You've gotten those two bands mixed up. Ah, we shoot. need you to listen to the to the latter. Good old there. Duke Tomato. Oh, man. Um, and I know sleep is scary. I know we're scaring you probably with some of these facts, but let's let's end off with a happy note of this class. And I like to talk about dreams a lot because dreams are really interesting. So Marcus Maria, and you killed guess, all your parents' dreams as a young kid by. <laughs> okay, I am quitting the podcast after this, Marcus. That's it. I can't take it from you. My professor <laughs> tenure is over. But <laughs> guess how many people dreamt in color? before color television. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. None? I'm going to say all of them because they only saw in color. The television in black and white only showed up for that small period of history to show people black and white, right? I don't know. I didn't really give a lot of thought to my answer. I kind of just yelled something out. It feels very... <laughs> I'm, at, I'm in class. I don't I know mean, what I'm saying. So that's, okay. that's how I performed <laughs> in yeah. college too. Solid C minus average, but it got a degree. I... I expect you to write a paper about everything you learned out of this, by the way, too. But literally, 15% of people only dreamt in color before color televisions came out. Wow. That's so really strange. I know. It's so strange. I was, my mind was blown when I saw that statistic. But that begs the question, Marcus, Maria, do you, do you guys remember your dreams? Do you dream in black and white? Do you know if you dream in color? Like, what, what about your dreams? Do I need to know? I dream in color. Do you dream in color, Marcus? Yeah, I do. And and for me, like I, I'm one of those people that almost beats myself up about forgetting my dreams because I don't have nightmares that often. Like once in a while, I'll have a bad one. Um, but it really is for me, like I, I will wake up and 50% of the dream is automatically gone the minute that I wake up. And then as okay. the day goes on, I lose more and more of it. But yeah, I would say pretty vivid color for me too. When I do remember a dream, that's it's always in pretty vivid color. Did you know that you can't yeah. read in dreams? That's weird. So I can breathe underwater. Can't you just give me some of the skills that I already have? I can be best friends with Snoop Dogg in my dreams, but I cannot read. And I feel like that is a mm -hmm. very strange <laughs> thing well, to not be able to do. If I was best friends with Snoop Dogg in a dream and we were doing what Snoop Dogg oh, and I man. would probably do, there is a case a to be made that I that I wouldn't be able to read. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think he has to do yeah. a lot of reading. I think he has people that do that <laughs> for him. You're playing checkers, Marcus, aren't you, in your hey, dream? Yeah, yeah. Not, oh, not much else. Cheesy. Connect four from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, that that brings me to to a to, well, real quick, Caleb. How about you? Color or black and white in your dreams? So I honestly don't remember 
like hardly any of my dreams, except that reoccurring dream that we talked about, well, nightmare basically, where I just fall into a river and drown in a car. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's color, but I, I honestly don't remember any of my dreams because I have sleep apnea actually. So just like Chris, I do have sleep apnea. Um, and uh, I I really, I, I do have a device and it helps, but I I don't really get as sound asleep as most other people would probably. Well, we just added another chapter in the book of Caleb. Um, I know. Sleep Y'all are going to know more about him than to, his girlfriend does. Yo, I know. I it's had crazy. A, wait till he eats a raw carrot. I know. Seriously, wait till <laughs> that happens. But I, I literally had a sleep study during a tornado. I So <laughs> it's pretty crazy because I, that night I went to bed and I wasn't really thinking anything of it. Like I was hooked up like, you know, RoboCop over here with all my thing, the breathing tube in my nose and whatnot. And then there was a tornado, but I slept through the tornado with the sleep study. And so I don't know if like that also kind of pointed to difficulties or like me not breathing as much because I might have been conscious slash unconscious during that time. But who knows? How much did it weigh on you that you failed the sleep study? I mean, it is kind of a test and you do don't, have sleep apnea. So technically, I you don't failed fail. It. I don't like failing, Marcus. I I was an A plus student, so which is <laughs> why I, this is why I think you you enjoy researching sleep so much. Is you failed one test one time, and now you're like, oh, I got to dedicate my life to this. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more question for you guys uh, pertaining to to dreams before we get uh, get going with Eve here. Do you guys have anything profound in your life that has come to you in a dream, a realization, an idea, a uh, uh, you know, anything like that. I typically have negative ones. Okay, because I was going to say... I drown. Is, That's about this it. This is mostly a question for Maria because of Caleb's whack-ass things yeah, that he has going Caleb's on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, but, but you have you remember only negative things, Maria. Like, like life-changing I, type negative things or like... Yes and no. I feel like... So for me, my subconscious does a lot of like... Obviously, your dreams come from your subconscious. A lot of the things that go on. If you eat sugar before bed, some of that might be a little wackadoo crazy. There might be some unicorns and things flying around. I don't know. Um, but for me, I typically have nightmares instead of dreams. Um, and that's partially why I wake up so much in the night. But um, I will have nightmares about things that I might have fears about during the day. So like I'll be thinking on something like something didn't feel right that day with someone or I don't know, someone spoke to me differently. I don't know. And I just think on it. Right. And an anxious person thinks on things and huh. ruminates forever. My nightmares try to play out scenarios for me that may or may not happen based on those fears. And I have been right so many times about terrible things. It's an awful thing to that's have. Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, that's oh. like it's negative Nancy, the, the fortune teller over here. So not only am I not yeah. sleeping enough, but I'm also um, having scary sleeps. That's okay, terrible. Maria, we we need to get you some help here, honey. I need I mean, a vacation. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> I need to get both of you, <laughs> you some help. I'm the only one turning in an yeah. honest night's well, sleep right now. Is Marcus normal? Hey, Marcus, Marcus, are you normal? Or just like, you know, Jesus come to you in your dreams and tell you, uh, I am going to be the next angel of the Lord or something. Like, Marcus, what? tell us about your dreams. Does any Does anything profound happen? Nothing like what you just described. Um, but what happens to no one in their dream? I don't know what it yeah. means, but it sounds like uh, You're the next have... angel of the Lord. That's the Grim Reaper. You have died. <laughs> you, uh, you are dead. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, but no, I. there was one thing that I kind of hold on to because it's special to me. It doesn't really mean anything to anyone else. But 
um, I had a band in college that we, we played a lot of shows. We recorded an album. We, we were together for a long time and it was a very important uh, period in my life. And I was starting a band some six, eight years later after college. And we were really struggling to come up with a name. And uh, I had a dream where I was playing at a show with all my old band members. And then one of my old band members had another band that was playing and I really liked their music. So I walked up to my buddy, Matt afterwards in the stream. And I said, what's the name of your band? And he gave me the name. And I was like, that's a fucking awesome name. I'm stealing <laughs> that. And when I woke up, I had a pen and a pad right next to me on the table. I wrote it down immediately and I brought it to band practice the next day and it became our band's name. And we didn't, wow. you know, we weren't, we weren't, like famous or anything like that. We played some shows, had some fun, but I always really liked the band name and it was, it's super weird and doesn't make sense. But the, the name was hero explains the ghost. I like that. I, oh, like, I thought you're going to say you were part of like the, they're going to say you were part of the Teletubbies or something, but okay. That makes sense. It was hero like I said, <laughs> it was profound to me. And so that's the one I remember, profound. but I do have a buddy hey. that like, he wakes up and draws things from his dreams and he writes stuff down all the time. That's so wild. I, I'm, wow. I'm really interested and I hope more profound things come to me. And it should be noted that Marcus plays the triangle in all of his bands and that's it. Um, but you know, hey, what's a really not cool it. He name? also plays the cowbell. I oh, play the cowbell all of the too. percussive instruments. Mm. Yeah. Anything <laughs> so that you can okay. hit, anything that you can violently strike is the musical oh. instrument that I play. He has a lot so of anger to work you're out. Gonna, you're going to hit me or something? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. If you don't try this damn cucumber in the next three weeks, it's going to go bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that sounded too sexual, Marcus. Oh, gosh. All right. That's enough. Everyone's fired. Let's get to the interview. A favorite of ours joins us again today on the podcast. Please welcome Eve Essery. She is H&R over at H&M. Um, I know I said that kind of weird. I'm sorry, Eve, but uh, thank you so much for being here today. Well, you're right. I am human and resources, so it, it works. You, <laughs> it works. <laughs> Perfect. It. Well, hey, we're going to jump right into this, Eve, because you handled the do you pee in the shower question with such grace. Uh, we want to know, do you snore since we're talking about getting enough sleep OTR today? Um, well, I never hear myself, so I'm going to go with no. Um, however, I'm <laughs> guessing my husband's probably going to argue that point and say yes, but um but i never hear it so there's no proof okay okay i love that I, that is the best answer to that question i think anybody could have is it, i can't prove it so i guess not i love it yeah i bet marcus you snore man do you snore marcus i you know what caleb i resent that remark and we're just not going to talk about it because as eve said i can't prove it <laughs> but yes i snore all the time so what type of mattresses does h&m supply drivers with eve so there's a couple of different options so we have a spring mattress that goes in the van trucks and then we have a foam mattress that goes in the hopper trucks. The hopper trucks are a little shorter. So that mattress is a little bit different. So, but then also the van trucks, um, there are two different kinds of van trucks. We have some that have a dinette in the bottom with a bunk overhead. So the dinette cushions then turn into a mattress and they can use that. Or if they want to, you don't want to use the dinette and they want to use that as a bed full-time, then we provide a mattress for that as well. And it's about a, it's a mattress with about a five inch memory foam on it. Wow. Okay. That's really nice. And they're new, right? Just to yeah. make sure. So yes and no, actually. So 
The mattresses, when we get them back after they've been used, we send them to a company. Um, they strip them all down, down to the springs. They take the springs, they sanitize them, spray them down, all of that. As long as they're not bent or broken or anything wrong with them, they put new filling in them, new covers on them, um, all of that, and then send them back. If they're damaged, then they scrap them and send us a new mattress. So they are, and they're not. Pretty much. We'll, yeah. we'll Pretty say much. That, like, I've got the same 95% bones, new, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. new. I'd consider it new. Refinished. I like refinished, refinished. there because I feel like yeah. that's a good thing. Here's your refurbished yeah. mattress. There's there's no bed bugs that are still on the mattress no. or anything like that. Oh, no. <laughs> they're sanitized. So there's, yeah. yeah, there's none of the filling left they would even be in. So, yeah. I knew a guy that used to refinish mattresses and he always slept like a baby. That's the only thing I can tell you about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're doing dad jokes now. <laughs> yeah, no, that was worse than a dad joke, Eve. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, gross, Marcus. Gosh, we're sorry for bringing Marcus on the show today, Eve. Goodness gracious, <laughs> he brought um, his A game. Happy to be here. Oh <laughs> uh, well, talk about bed bugs. They could be a concern, obviously, probably for some truckers, for all sleepers in general. But we want to know what's the dirtiest cab that you've ever seen, Eve. Oh man. Um, so I've seen one that had um, mouse nests in it. What? Um, yeah, they had an infestation of mice in the truck. How does that even um, happen? Gosh. Hey, I don't ask those questions because you don't want to know the answer. That's true. It just it just is. Um, I've also seen some cockroach infestations and bed bugs mm. and things like that. Lots of trash, bottles of unknown substances. Um, I got a pretty good idea what's in those. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to play a guessing game? I'm not drinking it if that's what you're asking. Yeah, drink. definitely <laughs> not. No. It's an anonymous guess without a taste. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So is there any is there any standard that you try to keep, Eve, with that? I mean, obviously, you, you want to keep your property, your trucks that you guys own clean, but do you like, is there some type of checklist or something that you require the drivers to do? Well, they're, they're supposed to, I mean, that's, that's, they're supposed to keep their living space clean. Um, just any human, right. Should be doing that, but, uh, doesn't always happen. Um, we do have them come in and we do truck checks and things like that as needed and try to help them offer them some assistance in cleaning up if they need it. That's nice. Is that hands-on? Like you're putting on the yellow rubber gloves and getting in there with yourself, or are you just kind of standing back and telling them what to do? Marcus, are you drinking today? No, no, I'm not helping. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just here for moral support, and that's what we need the most of. I almost grabbed my water and took a drink right there, but I didn't want Eve to see it and be suspicious even more than she already is. So, yeah. Well, this is Marcus's last show on Unplugged OTR, folks. You'll see him never again. We're gonna send him to work for Eve. Oh man, she doesn't want me. Come on now, I'm drunk. <laughs> I can't, I can't go get work done. Oh my gosh. Speaking of being altered, Eve, I would like to ask you about an experience you had recently. Um, I know you and I had a conversation about this, but you recently took some NyQuil, speaking of sleeping, and I would like for you to tell us the story of your NyQuil experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I... I wasn't feeling well. So I left work and I was like, I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep and just try to sleep it off. Just feeling a little congested. Right. So I go home, I take the NyQuil um, that was in our cupboard, you know, just was in there because I have a lot of people that live in my house. You never know what you're going to find in the medicine cabinet. Uh, 
you know, random things. So we just, so I took the NyQuil, I went to bed, I wake up the next morning and my whole face is swollen. My eyes are swollen. I almost, I can't see. Oh my my throat is swollen. Um, I'm running a fever. And at that point, I didn't even know how high it was, but I just thought, gosh, this is not normal. I think I need to go to the doctor. So, um, I drove myself to the hospital. Brave woman. I got about halfway there and I was like, you know, maybe I, maybe I should have not drove myself, (laughs) but Hey, we're in it now. Like we're going, this is what we're doing. Committed. Um, we got it. So I I go in and then they took my temperature and the nurse first, she did like the forehead where you rubbed across your forehead. And she was like, Oh, I think the batteries are bad. So she puts it down. She gets the one for the ear. She puts it in my ear and she was like, ah, surely that's not the thermometer. Let's, uh, we need to do something now. So my fever was 105.3. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was really high. So the doctor comes in, they give me shots of things and all that. So I had an allergic reaction to NyQuil. I slept like a baby that night, though. I'm telling you what, that stuff worked because I slept all of that until I woke up the next morning Right, and I'm miserable. So yeah, so I'm better now. Everything's good. We threw out the NyQuil. There's no more NyQuil in my house. <laughs> and we're glad to have you Man. here. Oh, yes. Thanks. So yes. glad to have you here. Oh, no more NyQuil. Goodness. We're going to skip the NyQuil next time. That was your first time on NyQuil then? Yeah, I had never taken it. So I was a single mom for a lot of years. And so I would never have taken anything that would have made me sleep like that because I was always afraid of not hearing a kid, you know, in the middle of the night. So I had never taken NyQuil before um, and never will again. well probably a good decision it's quite the party i hear if you pair it with uh, sudafed you can get some real fun uh, hallucinations in there too so if you want the allergic reaction and to see some rainbows uh pair it with sudafed we're kicking you off the show after this marcus goodness (laughs) hey i'm supposed to pull from my own experiences and it happened to my brother-in-law and he was hallucinating like he had no idea who was around him and I was like, is this cold medicine or did you buy this from a guy in a parking lot? But it was just NyQuil and Sudafed is all it was. So, hey, I'm, you might think that I'm telling crazy stories here, Caleb, but I'm actually doing you a favor because it's real life. You know, thank you. You might be Learning sick someday tough lessons. and we don't need you seeing anything. You're crazy no. enough. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Talking about crazy. Uh, I want to hear since we're talking about dreams and nightmares earlier. What's your worst HR nightmare? Um, so prior to working in the transportation industry, I worked in the hospitality industry and, um, we had a, someone show up for work in a see-through red cat costume. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? A what? See-through red cat costume. We're talking completely see-through Eve. And this is a driver? Yes. No, this, this was an office employee okay. that um, was their the receptionist type position. Okay. So we're not like in a cab being hidden from the world. We're like up front and center. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And Just also it's sure. not Halloween. Okay. Got it. Not Halloween. Check. Oh, not Halloween. See through cat costume no. on a Tuesday. Normal day. Middle of the year. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh my so, goodness. That sounds like a, quite a nightmare. Um, so I guess on the same front, What's the largest red flag when hiring a new employee, specifically this time, a driver? And don't say that they just look like me, okay? <laughs> that might also be a red flag. Um, so see-through cat suit or Marcus, red flag. Right. 
red flag and their safety record like that's huge for us um their safety record is number one um we're looking for you know major moving violations speeding tickets things like that um we want to make sure that they're safe that they're going to be safe for themselves and for us and, and for everyone else on the road definitely what is an immediate red flag that you see that just immediately round files that uh, application like it's something that stands out on their record that's just an absolute no Oh, their name is Marcus. That's yep. the first that's thing. The, that's the first yep. one. Check. For me too. So 1B, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, then the second thing is um, just the the accidents. Um, it would be more of the, again, safety, um, because that's so big at H&M, and we put so much emphasis on it. So um, accidents that are um, at the fault of that driver that they have caused immediate red flag. Copy. I completely understand safety being a giant issue. I mean, that's the biggest thing on the road. You wouldn't want to hire somebody getting in accidents all the time. Um, but you have been on the road yourself, Eve. Your husband is a truck driver and you've been in the cab. You've slept in the cab. Will you tell us about that? Yeah. So my husband's a truck driver. So I've been on the road with him um, a few times. So I'm not a long-term trucker kind of person like that's not me i am i'm about two to three days at a time and then i'm ready to come home and be in my own bed and my own space and my own noises right so <laughs> um sometimes truck stops are you know they get kind of noisy with truck trucks in and out and all over yeah. and um doors slamming and things like that so um so yeah i i don't i don't like to be in there long term but i have gone for a few nights at a time Okay. So if that's not your ideal sleep setup, tell us about your ideal sleep setup. Oh, that's in my comfortable bed at home, fan blowing gently. Oh, Maybe oh the like fan. Yes. The fan. We love yes. the fan. If it's a nice night, the windows open a little bit so that there's a cool breeze um, and then sleeping like a baby. Have you ever slept at the office? <laughs> No. Oh, you looked up for She's guidance winking. before She's you winking. answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is James there looking over at you right now telling you not to answer no. it? No. So I, I hesitate because I have, there has been a time where I was very tired and I went out to my car and I slept in the parking lot of the office for oh about 30 minutes during my lunch break because I was exhausted and I needed a few minutes. Oh, well, you're a mom. But it was not in the office. You're, you're such a brave soul with that. I could not, it, it, my thing about sleeping at work is it's like, it has to be a job that I hate and I'm all in at because I'm not waking up on my own. I, I just go to sleep and whoever wakes me up is who fires me. Um, so that's why, you know, I've tried to keep my eyes open for this whole podcast anyway. It's been tough. Well, I don't know. Based off this interview today, Marcus, it looks like you just woke <laughs> up and you're kind of groggy. Well, so. I was sleeping before I got here and I'll be sleeping when you guys leave. So that's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like office. a beautiful life to lead. All the naps. <laughs> that's what I need to be doing. More. I mean, he did say that NyQuil and Sudafed was his brother, but ugh, I don't know. Could I'm feeling like yeah. that. Marcus, do you even have Say a brother, brother, Josh? <laughs> do you even have, well, it's a brother-in-law, right? Yeah, you. Uh, uh, it was me, you guys. It was me. Oh, let's just let's just pull it. Look yeah, at us. I, I oh, hallucinated man. on cold medicine for like a whole day. Oh man, uh, talking about non hallucinations and cold hard facts. We just wanted to see Eve. Are there any shout outs or anniversaries or updates from H and M that you'd like to share with your drivers? 
Yeah. So we are getting ready to, um, starting the new year. So that's super exciting. Um, yeah. this will be our 35th year at HM. So as a company, we'll be celebrating that. Um, and we have some fun things planned for the next year as we, we get into that. But, um, and then drivers, we have Daniel Huffman, who is going to be celebrating his anniversary. Um, and it's a big one of 25 years. So we really wow. appreciate it. Congratulations. Wow. Daniel Huffman. Congratulations. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, it's always an absolute joy to have you with us, Eve. We want to have you back many, many times. So prepare to be our best friend. And I know I speak for Marcus and Caleb when I say have a great day, stay safe out there, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Unplugged OTR. Remember to tell us your stories at sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Again, that's sayhi.chat forward slash OTR or find us on social media channels. If you want to hear more about driving jobs at H&M, find them at hmtrucking.com or on Facebook. Tune in next time and keep the shiny side up, drivers.